0: Welcome to Grace 360, a vibrant discussion on issues of diversity that we hope is engaging, biblical, and slightly entertaining. The goal of these podcasts is to create a healthy, honest, and helpful discussion for Christian educators, parents, and students from a biblical perspective on current cultural issues relating to diversity. Diversity for our purposes is related to the acrostic grace, gender, race, age, ability, culture, and economic status. While we don't have all the answers, we hope our discussion is thought provoking and helpful. Welcome to Grace 360.
1: Welcome back to our conversation with alumni. Just as a reminder, Dan Panetti and I are sitting here with Maya Sims, Maria Paula Hernandez, Jacob Buttry, and Antoinette Iroko, having a conversation about their experiences in a Christian secondary school. If you missed the first part of our conversation, please go back and listen to our last podcast to help frame this dialogue. Okay, so we've talked a whole lot about race and culture. Um, as y'all know, at our school, we use an acrostic, Grace. So it's gender, race, age, ability, culture, and economic status. Um, we know race and culture is a hot topic, and especially in high school. Are there other hot topics in that ac- acrostic that you think that we could do better in, that need to more focus on? What are your thoughts on the other areas of how God created diversity?
2: I think economic status is one that um you know being in a in a private school private christian setting you know you go to school with mostly affluent people and so reaching that gap you know of the conversations that students have um you know of where they go on vacation their allowance or you know just simple things like your lunch um it could look different for for all the students you know if you're if you don't if you come from a from a um, household that maybe is on a scholarship or maybe has assistance and stuff like that that allows them to have um, to be in that school um, you know those conversations they still affect you because you feel like you can't really be part of that conversation if that's you know all they really talk about but I think um, you know being able to have those conversations and being being understanding of other people's you know economic status can help kids be more sensitive. Um, and, you know, and you are still able to, to share with your peers and, you know, understand them a little bit more. But I think status is definitely something that, um, not a lot of people talk about.
3: I would say ability is something that can be discussed. I think a lot of times when the topic of ability is brought up, people immediately think of, like, quote, like special needs sort of topics. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a much wider range of issues that can be addressed within that, um, to uh, from like mental illnesses to even to learning disabilities or learning differences, even Mm -hmm. if it's not necessarily a disability. Um, It's even something as simple as like, I simply do not have the ability to get to school on my own Mm -hmm. because I don't have a license or my parents like work, something something like even like that could be Mm -hmm. qualified as ability. And so I think widening the discussion on that and taking that into account, especially in an environment that relies on ability, yeah. is something that's important.
1: Okay, I'll throw out another one. Um, <laughs> no, nobody's so are not gender. So, question for y'all: Did any of y'all ever have a male lower school teacher? Did anybody have a male lower school teacher? No responses. No nope. one. <laughs> <Nope. has anything?
3: laughs> no. Maybe in PE. I'm
4: sorry. I didn't attend. Here in lower yeah. school, so I don't know if that counts. No, but. it
1: absolutely counts. Yes, definitely at our school. We don't have any male lower school teachers so. except for in PE. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, did y'all have a male lower school teacher? No,
5: I did. I, th- yes. I think the first time I had a male teacher was eighth grade, seventh grade, somewhere in there.
1: What do you think, do you think that's necessary for males to be teaching in lower school or to have leadership roles in lower school, middle school? What would have changed with that? Do you think it's something that we need to address within the diversity, equity, and inclusion world?
5: I totally think it's important. Um, just like we want to have racially a diverse staff, we want to have a diverse staff when it comes to gender as well. Um, because we know that the more that um, the more different types of people that children are exposed to, the more well-rounded or, like, educated, whole, holistic they are, you know? And so we want kids to be exposed to that. Like, for example, um, if, a, if a child comes from a home where, like, maybe their father isn't present, like, having a, you know, really awesome third-grade teacher who's a man, like, it shows you, like you know not all men are the same or not all men are like this person that I know or whatever um whether you know great people whether your dad's great your brother's great whatever I think having um you know male teachers is is awesome um and really important and um yeah I think I just want to touch on something Jacob talked about too with ability um I think I think it's super important that we talk about that and So, like, mental health back in the day, you know, when I was in high school, a whopping, like, five years ago, whatever. um, Like, mental health was not really in the conversation a little bit. But just having, I think having teachers that understood, like, I have anxiety. And, like, sometimes it's just so crippling that, like, I can't get out of bed, right? So, like, having teachers that understand, like, sometimes I'm not going to be on time the first period because of... XYZ or sometimes I need to step out of the classroom I need to step out of this conversation or whatever the case may be Um, and Jake could be touched on OCD as well just like having teachers who understand having staff members who understand those things and like can teach um, not just their classroom as a whole but teach individual students based on their needs is super important in having those conversations and I think I imagine that those conversations are being had more now so than when I was in high school, which is great. Like everything's always progressing, but um, I think that's something that's really important too.
1: Well, I think I want to. I want to also piggyback on that. So one of the things as I've developed, as I've learned, and as I've grown in this world, world of diversity, equity, inclusion, is that my office has become kind of a safe place. It's a place where, um, hopefully, I, I invited y'all in, you felt comfortable to come and share. And one of the things that I learned through the process is with the first, I guess, round of students that came in my office, I always wanted to go and conquer all their problems. I wanted mm-hmm. to go and solve all their issues. But what I've learned is that y'all don't necessarily need me to go and solve all your problems. You really need a safe place to vent, mm-hmm. to feel comfortable, to share your frustrations in that. So can you speak to the educators that are listening in on why that's important, maybe share a situation that you experienced at school, how that um you know, how that impacted you in needing a safe place to just talk and that, you know, whether you needed me to meet solve your problem or not?
4: Yeah, so being a minority at a predominantly white institution was challenging just because all the staff or just the teachers weren't necessarily racially diverse and or we had a lot of female teachers so yeah that was fine but we just didn't have as an african-american you just didn't have a lot of teachers who necessarily understood your background or understood um how you know biases or stereotypes or microaggressions um, affected you like white teachers necessarily weren't exposed to that type of issue or did receive that type of training on those type of issues as just like living as a African American in America like that teacher would just know so I definitely feel like having a director of diversity or a place where I could just come and they would understand those issues kind of without me having to explain it fully made me feel so much better. It made me feel comfortable and and included at my school just because so many people didn't necessarily understand the issues I was going through and sometimes it gets tired. Tiring having to explain it to some other people.
1: Okay, so another question, curriculum as y'all were going through classes, and as you um, were learning, one of the things that we've been trying to do is, um, representation is a, is a big topic, making sure people see themselves throughout curriculum. But then also, how is curriculum taught? So um, I know in literature and history especially, this is a this is a big topic. So can you share an example of where that was done well? Maybe where you had a teacher who introduced, um, someone who looked like you, or someone who thought like you, or someone who had the same experiences as you, and Um, How that was done well, even if that person came when the person was introduced, that person might have been at a deficit. Maybe they were a victim. But how was that taught? Well,
5: so I remember being in Miss D's class and um, not necessarily what she taught, because I don't know if I remember all of those things, <laughs> but, um, but like how she taught us. Um, I just remember, um, like, which this isn't, you know, everyone's jam, but like Miss D in her classroom would sometimes turn off the lights and like open the windows. So the mood, like everyone's kind of guard was down from the get go. Um, she sat in a, in a chair rather than sitting at her desk when she would, when she would teach us. Um, and she just spoke to us like a conversation. And when we had questions about politics or about government, because her class was, um, AP government, um, we just talked about it and we had a discussion in a way that people weren't guarded or skeptical, um, but people felt comfortable to ask questions. People felt comfortable to share their opinions. Um, and again, like, I don't remember a lot, (laughs) A lot of what was taught in that class Um, but that doesn't even matter because what was impactful for me was the way that she was teaching us because she um, was open she was warm she was caring and I just remember feeling extremely comfortable to come to her with questions and um, talk to her about hard topics because those are kind of inevitable Um,
2: well I had a really good experience uh, I think it was junior year um, and we were reading uh, a book called *The House on Mango Street*, I believe, and um, you know it is it is a story about you know um, a, a girl in the Hispanic community. And what I really loved about my teacher, Miss Hubbard, is, was was the fact that she um, she really led the discussion in a way that. Um, you know, people could pitch in their perspectives, you know, of what the book meant to them and how we can learn from other people's background. And I just felt really represented, you know, through that book and just uh, the openness of the discussion that we were able to have in class and, uh, and being able to to share my experience and how it combined with the book. Um, It was just really, really wonderful. And it was also, you know, the way that the teacher was open to listening and was open to guide the discussion and in a way that it wasn't, um, you know, hurtful or anything, you know, just the way that it was open for everyone to share. Um, And um, I think those are the best, conversations that you can have when you allow the students to guide the conversation but also make sure that everyone is staying on topic and being able to be open with it.
3: And I think my one one thing that I was going to touch on is my senior year I um we read Things Fall Apart, we read Fences. I started to read works in my literature class that told stories about people that weren't like me or didn't look like me and I'm not really sure that I had a ton of experience with that beforehand and I just want to emphasize how important it was for me and I think for a lot of white students to be able to read and see stories about people that don't look like them.
1: So as we as we wrap up, first of all, I want to say thank y'all. I, you know I love y'all, and my door is always open. And um, I get very sad when you graduate and leave me. But um, I, I did want to ask Jacob one last question. And Jacob, the question I want to ask you is: I know that when you started in this walk of diversity, equity, inclusion, when you were a freshman or sophomore, I don't even remember when we connected. Um, but one of the hesitations you had was as a white male, where do I fit in this in this dialogue? But at the end, by your senior year, you had won the Princeton Prize in Race Relations for our area, and so they flew you up to Princeton to talk about what that's like. And um, I was extremely impacted by the speech you gave at Princeton and why diversity is important. So as we wrap up, would you mind telling our listeners why you feel diversity is important for Christian schools, why you feel it's important for Christian educators to really look at this work and how it impacts the community that they serve?
3: Yeah, so I started... Um, high school with not a lot of experience in this area and kind of came from it on the outside. Didn't necessarily feel like I had a place talking about it. Not that I was um, opposed to it. I just didn't necessarily feel like that was somewhere where I um, had a voice, I guess. Um, But I think it is important for um, Christian educators to focus on diversity, equity, inclusion because the church is diverse and ideally we want to be able to include um, everyone and so it's important for us to be able to address the needs and the hearts of each individual person um, because um, I mean I think Jesus looks at everyone and like what they bring to the table and everyone brings different things to the table and if we are painting Jesus through a like single focus lens um, I think then that can be exclusive and so it's important to be aware of these different topics so that we can share Jesus in the um, most loving way.
1: Any other words of advice before we tune out?
5: It's hard (laughs) this this work of like diversity inclusion when it comes to like gender race economic status, you know, all those things, ability, like, it's hard, and you're gonna ask dumb questions sometimes, you're gonna probably sound stupid or whatever, but, like, that's okay because you're around loving people who care about you and want to see your questions answered and want to see you grow as a person, so, like, just like anything you do, like, working out January 1st, you know, New Year's resolution, like, it's hard, you're gonna be sore, same thing goes for um, learning and growing, in, as a person in this area, so even though it's hard, don't be discouraged. Ask questions. Ask a lot of questions. Be open to the answers.
2: Yeah, for yeah. sure.
5: Don't ask <laughs> questions and then be like, "Well, that answer is not for me, so thanks, but no thanks." You know. So, ask questions. Be willing to hear the answers, and just just grow. You know.
2: Yeah, definitely be open-minded. You know, to those conversations. Um, let, you know, your students know that you're there to hear them to hear their, their perspective and want to understand that perspective and, and not be, you know, because sometimes people want to be, you know, like they want to ask the question, but sometimes they block themselves as well to the answer. Um, so definitely be open to to what they think.
3: I don't think I can emphasize enough how important I think humility is in this kind of work and um, these kind of discussions. Um, not that he may, I mean, don't let humility take on this form of, I don't have a seat at the table and I can't be involved in this. It's more of like, it's not your table. You're not in control. You don't know everyone's perspective. It's important to take a step back, um, realize it's not about you. It's okay to mess up, um, but it's not okay to not seek out um, learning or um, how to be more compassionate
0: and more christ Thank you for listening to Grace 360. As always, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for educational purposes and are not intended to be divisive or inflammatory in nature. We hope you listened and learned as much as we have in the process of producing the show and pray you'll join us for our next episode. You can find us on social media. We would love to have you as part of our discussion with your thoughts and questions. Once again, thank you for listening to Grace 360.